baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. After an 11th inmate death... Members of New York's congressional delegation demand the immediate shutdown of Rikers as the mayor announced steps to ease overcrowding. New intake spaces were opened. I'm Marla Diamond at City Hall. A school shut down because the alarms and sprinklers didn't work. How long will this take? I'm Sean Adams in Rybrook. With world leaders in town, Joe Connolly will tell us how New York companies are fighting climate change. We'll hear about the Midtown Pizza Joint, where someone just hit the lotto for a lot of dough. In the News Radio archives, the day President Ford was shot at again, twice in two weeks. This is Wednesday, September 22nd. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Good morning. couple showers around in the Hudson Valley this morning. A muggy and uh, damp day ahead. Good morning. I'm Paul Murdane. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Inhumane. A crisis. Some of the words elected officials are using to describe Rikers Island. Marla Diamonds at City Hall this morning. Marla, good morning. Tell us about the calls to release all the inmates now. Good morning, Wayne and Paul. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are among members of New York's congressional delegation calling on Mayor de Blasio and Governor Hochul to release all inmates from Rikers Island. They cite human rights violations and asking for the complete shutdown of the city jail and withdrawal of federal funding for its operations. But neither the mayor nor the governor have entertained the idea of a total shutdown. The mayor instead is suing the correction officers union over excessive sick outs and announcing steps to immediately ease overcrowding. Yesterday, new intake spaces were opened at Rikers, two clinics and an additional housing unit. Everyone must go through intake in less than 24 hours. The faster, the better, but certainly less than 24 hours. State Attorney General Letitia James visited Rikers Island yesterday with city district attorneys and local lawmakers declaring what she saw deeply disturbing. 11 inmates have died at the city jail this year. Family members and inmate advocates will hold another rally outside City Hall later this morning calling for decarceration and a shutdown of the complex. And we're live at City Hall. Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. Safety issues have shut down a local school in Westchester, raising the anger of parents who want to know who put their kids in danger. And Sean Adams is in Rybrook with that. Sean, what's the issue here? Well, the issue is this. For three days last week, elementary students in Rybrook, the Blindbrook uh, School District, they were in a school building that apparently didn't have working alarms or sprinklers. The state education commissioner fired off a scathing letter prohibiting students and teachers from being in the Ridge Street School. Uh, there, are, uh, there are supposed to be inspections and approvals. Uh, they apparently were not in place. So last night, parents said they demanded answers from the school board. 
How long do you honestly think this is going to take for us to have our children back in school? Rich Street Elementary is in the middle of a massive renovation. The education commissioner noted uh, it's illegal to have children in a building without a certificate of occupancy. So the district now is scrambling, working, trying to get everything in order, get everything approved, get everything uh, up to snuff. Uh, but until that happens, the students are going to be learning remotely. Wayne, Paul. Sean, thank you. Friends of Gabby Petito on Long Island are hoping to turn heartbreak into happy memories. Even as the medical examiner releases the hard-to-accept report that the remains are hers and that the 22-year-old was murdered. Our Long Island reporter Sophia Hall has the story. Teal-colored ribbons, hundreds of them, have been placed throughout the community of Blue Point to honor and remember Gabby Petito. Jennifer McNamara is a family friend who lives in Blue Point near Gabby Petito's family. We know that this community is hurting. So many in this community, you know, loved uh, loved her and loved the family. And I think just everybody wants to show support. And we thought this would be a nice way to do it. The coroner has not yet ruled how she was killed. McNamara's charity, the Johnny Mac Foundation, is raising money for the family and has put up the ribbons. McNamara tells me this is what she hopes people do when they see them. I want them to smile. I want them to be happy. I want them to think of her and say a prayer for her and for her family. The attorney for Gabby's family says the family will make a statement when Gabby is home. On Long Island, Sophia Hall, WCBS News Radio, 880. No sign yet of her fiancé as searchers and dogs continue to roam a swampy nature preserve in Florida. That search resumes this morning. Suffolk police detectives are asking people to call 911 if they have any information on two missing cousins, ages 16 and 13. The parents checked their bedrooms, found they were gone. Both expressed suicidal thoughts. Freddie Tercios Funes of Bayshore is 13. He's 5'10", he weighs 180. Alexandra Bacafunes of Deer Park is 5'3", weighs 160. Both have brown hair and brown eyes. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. We're tracking a couple of showers north of the city this morning, Craig Allen. Right now, they're north of the city, yep, and uh, they developed south of the city, actually, and that's what's uh, going to be the case for the next 24 hours or so. Scattered showers, scattered being the operative word here, and it's all moving from south to north. Very, very little movement from west to east, as normal weather would. So varying amounts of clouds, there could be some breaks of sun, warm and humid today, with highs getting up to Close to 80 degrees, even though the summer season officially ends. And lows tonight near 70. Couple showers around for parts of the area. Thursday and Thursday night, now the main rain starting to get a little bit closer. So mostly cloudy with showers becoming more likely. They'll get a little steadier, heavier across the region. And uh, there could even be a thunderstorm tomorrow night. And that could result in some flash flooding, 74 to 78. Showers will continue into part of Friday before we see some partial clearing later in the day. Right now, again, showers from the New Jersey-New York border right on up through the Hudson River Valley. Temperature in the city is 72. Humidity, 90 percent. CBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures indicating a higher opening this morning. Joe Connolly's here with how New York companies are now fighting climate change, Joe. Big New York money is starting to go into the effort, Wayne. Governor Hochul announced that two major new power lines will run from upstate New York and Canada to Queens with electricity from wind, solar, and hydrogen power up north. Construction is backed by Blackstone Investments of Manhattan. 
when completed, these two new power lines, which will be buried, will reduce New York greenhouse gas emissions by 5 million metric tons a year. Bill Gates and BlackRock Investments of Manhattan have raised a billion dollars to develop four new environmental solutions to the point where companies will then take over the further development of them. The four most important areas Gates and BlackRock see are green hydrogen, sustainable aviation fuel, long-duration battery storage, and systems to capture carbon from out of the air. And American Express is the latest New York company to commit to reaching net-zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2035. And Amex says it'll pressure its top suppliers to set sustainability targets, too. Secretary General Guterres told the U.N. meeting yesterday that alarm bells are ringing at fever pitch and that we face a dead end over climate change if actions are not taken faster. And Joe, someone just hit the lotto for a lot of dough. Last night's only winning Mega Millions was sold at Pronto Pizza, West 48th Street near Rockefeller Center, a $432 million jackpot. Sun Mets pregame show on WCBS 880. On the Wednesday Morning News Roundup, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murdane with your three things to know here in the Morning News Roundup. First off, Curtis Lebo went to Carmine's last night defending the restaurant from charges of racism made by three Texas women who attacked a hostess who had asked them for proof of vaccination. Curtis Lebo, running for mayor as a Republican, says there shouldn't be a restaurant vax mandate. Democratic opponent Eric Adams has radio and TV appearances planned for this morning. Number two, Donald Trump last night sued the New York Times over a 2018 story about his family's wealth and tax practices that was partly based on confidential documents provided by his niece, Mary Trump. He's suing her, too. Third thing, the bus driver shortage has gotten so bad that Camden schools are offering a $1,000 incentive for parents willing to drive their own kids to school themselves. Up next, our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, September 22nd. I have on the other end of this telephone now Robert Pierpoint, our CBS White House correspondent who was at the St. Francis Hotel. A second woman tried to kill President Ford on this date in 1975, just 17 days after the first attempt. The president was outside the car when the shot was fired. And as soon as the shot was fired, he was hustled into his limousine, and the motorcade took off. Sarah Jane Moore fired the shot, was sentenced to life in prison, but released in 2007, saying she regrets being blinded by her radical political views at the time. Ford's predecessor, Richard Nixon, on this date, requested 1,000 new FBI agents. For what? To monitor college campuses. Speaking of which, Princeton got its charter on this date in 1746, then the College of New Jersey. Sophomores soon began a weird tradition of running naked at midnight after the first snow. And speaking of exposed, 2004 CBS stations are fined $550,000 by the Federal Communications Commission for the Super Bowl halftime show when Justin Timberlake exposed Janet Jackson's right breast. Uh, the commission found that for purposes of the halftime show, um, Ms. Jackson and Mr. Timberlake were CBS employees. CBS never did pay. The appeals court threw it out. This is September 22nd. Do you remember how we were told in no uncertain terms nothing could go live on the air anymore? Everything had to be delayed. Yeah. Even our reporters had yeah. to be delayed. It, that never actually happened, but for a while there, people were very frightened of huge government There fights. was quite a, quite a ruckus in the aftermath of that incident not so long ago. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive 
into the stories you need to start your day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.